Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of old movie serial cliffhangers. You can find them on our website, comicweb.com, or just type Comic Web into iTunes and you should find them. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Kellogg's Pep, the super delicious cereal, presents The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. And now, the adventures of Superman. Having stolen part of the kryptonite fragment which robs Superman of his strength, Der Teufel, a brilliant but unscrupulous Nazi scientist, escaped to Germany. At an inn, he told a Nazi underground henchman that he must see a chemist named Milk who was hiding in the Black Forest. With the kryptonite, Teufel said he and Milk could create an atomic monster which would control and possibly even destroy Superman. Meanwhile, having traced Teufel to Berlin, Superman and his guise of Clark Kent and Colonel Greeley, an American intelligence officer, were informed that the Russian occupation police had made an important discovery. As we continue now... Kent and Colonel Greeley are in the office of Captain Nikolai Meisky of the Russian police in Berlin. A German prisoner has just been brought in. A squat, slack-jawed man who seems ill at ease in his handsome frock coat and silk hat. Listen. This is the man, gentlemen. He was picked up in the Russian zone of Berlin an hour ago. He had just sold a magnificent mink-lined overcoat to a pawnbroker. I do nothing wrong. It is my own overcoat, I say. Silent, you. But, Captain, this man is not the Teufel. I did not say he was, Colonel Greeley. He had, however, contact with our Teufel. Where? When? A night before the last, Comrade Kent, in a street close to the airport. These are Teufel's clothes he wears now, or rather the clothes of the late Dr. Orlovsky of Belgravia, as whom Teufel masqueraded. They are? Are you sure? I am positive, Colonel. In a pocket of the overcoat was a label bearing the name of Dr. Orlovsky and the name of a tailor in Belgravia. He gave them to me. I do not know his name. He approached me near the airport, a man much of my own size and wearing very thick eyeglasses. Yes. He carried a fine leather dispatch case. That description fits Teufel, Kent. Yes, yes, go on. He asked if I would exchange clothes with him. At first, I thought he made a joke, but he gave me no time to consider. Almost before I knew what occurred, I wore his clothes and he was gone with mine. Gone where? Where did he go? I know not, mein Herren. It was dark at night. I saw him go towards the Kaiserstraße saying I saw him no more. Nor has anyone else. I think you attacked him, robbed him, and did away with his body. Nine, nine, I swear it. Then where are your papers, your identification? I have told you. They were in the pocket of my jacket. But so quick was all this, I did not remember them until the man was gone. Uh-oh, now we're getting someplace. What's your name? Friedrich Melker, mine here. I am from Nuremberg. Friedrich Melker from Nuremberg, eh? Colonel Greeley, Teufel is about this fellow's size. And he has his clothes and papers. That means... Teufel is now disguised as Milka. Right, Kent. We'll get after him at once. May I use your phone, Captain Meisky? Of course, Colonel. But it is my opinion that this man lies as do most Germans. I think either he killed Teufel... Lied, I or else not. he's in league with him. Well, if he'd killed him, he'd still have his papers. And if he was in league with him, he wouldn't be so stupid as to walk around in Teufel's discarded clothes. No, I think he's telling the truth. Teufel evidently knew we were aware he was disguised as Dr. Orlovsky... And he needed a new disguise in a hurry to get wherever he's going with the kryptonite. Well, we've got a chance to intercept him now, but we've got to work fast. Right. 
I'll call American headquarters and send out an alarm. Good. You may be right, Comrade Kennedy. I'm sure I am. Oh, I will, of course, do all I can to help, too. I, too, will transmit a radio alarm to my men. Soviet KPU, Berlin, calling all military and police forces. Attention. Search for middle-aged men about 5 feet 7, weight 190 pounds, ragged clothing, carrying identification papers of Frederick Berger of Nuremberg. This man is the Attention, Berlin office calling all military and occupation police. It is believed that man wanted as the Teufel is now disguised in ragged clothing and carries papers identifying him as Friedrich Pelzer of Nuremberg. As urgent radio calls crackle over the German airwaves to speed a new search for the Teufel, the elusive Nazi scientist has made his way through an underground tunnel from a small inn to a deep rock cave in the Black Forest. The main entrance of the cave is cleverly concealed by fallen trees and heavy underbrush. Within, it is large and musty, fitfully illuminated by two coal oil lamps and fitted with rough bunks on which lounge a dozen assorted Nazis. Men, young and old, all former leaders in the Nazi regime of savage persecution and conquest. Now hiding from and plotting against their conquerors. Some are men of science. Two are field marshals. Three are members of the ruthless Gestapo. In the half-gloom, their eyes gleam like fierce hunted animals as they regard the strangely humming, green-glowing kryptonite which de Teufel has set in its opened box before Professor Ernst Milch, the stooped, shaggy-haired chemist, who did more than any one man to keep Hitler's oil-starved Panzer divisions operating on Ersatz fuels. There it is, Milch. Almost insurmountable difficulties I had in obtaining it and bringing it here. This is the kryptonite, Teufel? Yeah. It is a part of the fragment from the shattered planet Krypton on which Superman was born. Yeah. In the presence of this material, Superman becomes helpless as a baby. Oh, Superman helpless? What nonsense is this, Teufel? It is the truth, General Bomburg. I myself have seen Superman lose consciousness when he approached this metal. You may be given an opportunity to see for yourself. There is no element like this in all the world, Milch. The gamma rays it admits, as indicated by the cold green light and hum, are too strong even for him. Oh. It is a hundred times more complex and radioactive than thorium or radium or even uranium. You've tested it with the electroscope? Yeah, and I used shields before. The gamma rays penetrated the shields with such an intensity as to be unbelievable and ionized the air and gases as uranium could never oh. do. And it has no impurities. Think what that means, Miller. Yeah. A tiny quantity of it will serve our purpose, whereas the Americans must have a great deal of uranium to purify only enough for a single atomic bomb. What does this madman speak of bombs? Tell him, Milch, how our great factories are destroyed. Tell him how we, the last few loyal followers of the Fuhrer, live here in a cave under the ground, hunted like rats, and forced to subsist on a few lean rabbits and birds we can snare in the forest. Do you think I'm a fool? Have I not ice in my head? However, with the kryptonite, we need neither factories nor bombs. What? What do you mean, Teufel? I will explain, but first I will close the box. Oh, but now come. Tell us what it is you mean. I mean this, Mary. If you can dissolve the kryptonite, I will create an atom man. If what? An atom man. A creature in whose veins will flow a solution of pure kryptonite. 
who will, by use of a converter, be able to shoot kryptonite atoms from his fingertips in an unbroken chain that will create such destruction as the world has never dreamed of. You're mad. I was never so sane in my life, General Bromburg. If Professor Milch can dissolve the kryptonite, we will be able to control Superman and then force the rest of the world to its knees. But, Teufel, you speak of an other man. I presume you mean an artificial man, a robot. I mean a human being. What? Yeah. A human being. One of us here, in this cave, will be the world's first atom man. Startled, Professor Milk and his Nazi cohorts stare open-mouthed at Der Teufel. A human atom man. Can Teufel be serious? We'll return in a moment for the climax of today's episode. But right now, let's hear from Dan McCullough. You know, Eddie's mother asked me the other day, what on earth has gotten into him lately? Says she hears him carrying on the strangest conversations with his pals, like, uh, trade you a Superman for Harold Teen, or, uh, have you got Smokey Stover yet? Well, of course, I told her he's busy with his collection of the new comic buttons that now come in packages of Kellogg's Pep. Told her there are 18 different buttons, each one with a true-to-life picture of a familiar comic strip character, like Smiling Jack and... Moon Mullins and K.O. told her these buttons are bright-colored and sparkling on sturdy metal. Told her all the gang likes to collect them, trade them, wear them on their jackets or dresses or caps. And you know what Eddie's mother said? That's fine, she said. I'm going to get Eddie another package of Kellogg's Pep right away. Inside every package, there's a thrilling prize. One of these dazzling new comic buttons or a military insignia or warplane button. It's a prize for you from P.E.P. Pep. Made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. In a hidden cave in the Black Forest of Germany, where Professor Milk, the famous chemist, and several other prominent Nazis are hiding, Der Teufel has just startled them by stating that one of them would become the world's first atom man. You're mad, Teufel, mad. Out of such madness, General, will come victory. But how can this be, Teufel, with the kryptonite in his veins, a man he could not live? In my solution, he would live, Milch. But if the atoms were split, he'd blow up, you fool. Whom do you call a fool, General? I did not lose the war. You did. Well, Milch, speak. But we have everything to gain and nothing to lose. How long before you can dissolve this kryptonite? But I, I do not know. I have a small laboratory set up in another room as a cave, but... It is not very complete. You performed great things during the war when you did not have everything you needed. Will you try now for your own life and the life of the fatherland? I tell you, he is mad, Milch. Nine, General, the Teufel is not mad. He is a genius. And if he says he can create an atom man, then I believe him. And somehow, whatever the cost, I will dissolve the kryptonite. Well spoken, Milch. A toast to our success, gentlemen. Is there wine? I... Oh, yeah. Ah, yeah. 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 <laughs> good. Ah. Yeah. Heil Hitler! Heil Hitler! Heil Hitler! Heil Hitler! Heil Hitler! His moonlike face beaming, the Teufel leads the toast to the success of the dread Atom Man. Will this small, desperate band of fanatical Nazis succeed in their grotesque plot? Or will Superman, menaced as he never was before, stop Teufel before it is too late? Don't miss tomorrow's exciting episode, fellows and girls. Tune in, same time, same station, for the adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. 
Fellows and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC Publications.